Welcome to the No Clue Podcast, episode 171. I'm one of your hosts, I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. Uh, welcome back after a week off, we're back. Talk about... Yes. <laughs> uh, the quarterback changes already happening. Um, huge, huge moves. We've been waiting for Aaron Rodgers for what? Um, like He's been talking about this Two for weeks? Like four years. No, oh, yeah. I mean like him considering leaving it was like yeah. four years long and for two weeks we've been waiting to see what would happen so so basically you just signed up for another four years yeah. hopefully it's less than that depending on it'll probably be less than that but uh i mean it didn't surprise me at all the deal is only for two right i think it's two or four and it's 158 guaranteed which is yeah, highest ridiculous. paid quarterback ever. Which is ridiculous. Which is every other year at this point. Yeah, they're getting to that point. Kind of like the NBA. Biggest contract. Super, every Supermax every but it, year is It's getting out of It's ever. just... I guess I understand. I, I get it. Because it seems like the league is getting more and more popular. Yeah. Especially adding, adding a game like that. That especially makes sense to me. Oh, you're, you're right. It is four, so it's fifty million a year. Oh, Rogers, man, he knows where the bank is at. I know that. Yeah, I mean the Packers really had no other choice. No, you know didn't. what were they gonna do? Right. None of these other quarterbacks they had an option for. Right. I mean they're good enough. Right. To to me, I I think they're good enough. It's just. You know, they they have a leadership issue, and obviously that didn't change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't have much to say about it. I mean, the contract is huge. I'm not really surprised. I, I think, I think we were kind of getting to the point where the fact that he hadn't made a decision yet kind of made us assume he was going back. And no other team was really jumping on it. Like, at least maybe he thought they would. So. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side, the Denver Broncos have traded for Russell Wilson. Yes. Uh, basically a couple of picks, right? I didn't see what the full trade was. Yeah, it was a second, third, and a third rounder. Or maybe two second rounders. Yeah. So, Russell Wilson is now the starting quarterback for the Denver Broncos. I love it. Uh, where do you think this puts them? It's tough because... Are they deadly already? I mean, they, they were deadly last year to me. Like, they were uh, of the middle of the pack teams. Mm-hmm. They were, to me, one of the tougher games on the schedule. Right. And to me, they've been that way for a long time. Even when they're not, even when their record isn't good, they still play hard. They still compete. Their defense. I don't remember the last time their defense was bad. Right, right. Uh, defense has been great. I mean, for like you said, I can't remember the last time. Yeah, it just we haven't seen them with like, and everybody talks about it, but they go through quarterbacks like every year and a half. Yeah. When was the last time you've, besides obviously Peyton Manning, which was eight years ago? Yeah. No quarterback has played more than like a year. 
Wasn't Peyton only there for like three years anyway? Three, maybe four. Maybe, yeah. And then it was Cutler, maybe? I mean, Tebow and Cutler? Dude, they tried an Osweiler at one point. That was nasty. <sighs> yeah, dude, they, they tried a bunch. Lock. I mean, they're giving up on Lock, which... Is that who was starting last year? I mean, Bridgewater was starting a lot. Yeah, that's right. Bridgewater did. And Bridgewater looked, made them look competent. Yeah, I mean Bridgewater's a, he's a really good backup. Yeah, he's a solid. He's a solid quarterback. I think he's a capable starter to me. He is. He is. He's a capable starter, top tier backup. But For this, sure. like Russell, just makes his team the dynamic, and I've never seen that. I agree. The problem is their division is not easy. It's very, very hard. You, we, we didn't mention this with Rodgers. Rodgers, Green Bay has been winning the division like forever. Mm-hmm. Here, you're playing Kansas City, which is never going to be an easy game. Of course not. The Chargers look like they're not going to be an easy game for a long time. Yep. And then the Raiders showed last year that they're not an easy game. Yep. So to me, like... I still think they're gonna have they're gonna have to really battle to like they're not just gonna go off. Mm-hmm. But if they get a good matchup in the wild card, I could see them beating a lot of the current like potential playoff teams in the AFC. I completely agree. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't have again. I don't have much to add. I mean, he brings this. He brings just so much to a team, man. I know. The way he moves the ball, the way he can, how versatile he is. You can go with a running team or a long-distance team adding him. It doesn't matter. He gives you so much freedom to choose how else you want want the team to work, you know? And like you said, the defense is already there, and we know how he looks when you have a good defense. It's It's just easy. He makes the offense feel easy. So, yeah, I feel bad for their coach uh, who got fired. <laughs> like, dude, how is that fair? I had to play with Drew Locke. Now this guy comes in with Russell Wilson. Yep. Yep. Man, that's tough. I can't yeah, remember tough. the dude's name, but he, I thought he was like, oh, he wasn't great, but he was a solid coach. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so too. I don't remember his name either, but I, I didn't think he necessarily deserved to be fired because the team wasn't all the way there. Yeah, and they really were just missing just a little bit, and this is probably going to take them way over the top. Like, they were winning games. I think they started off 3-0. and mm-hmm. They were 500 for a big portion of the year. They just couldn't, like, all their games were, like, in the 15s, in their low 20s. Mm-hmm. They couldn't w- win against the dynamic teams. Right. Russ fixes that just, just by arriving. Yep. Yep. And leadership. I mean, we already know what he does leadership-wise. Very vocal. Uh, you know, great dude, family dude. Everyone likes him. So, should be should be a good show. They should put on a show next year. Um, lastly, our good friend Carson Wentz. It's not our good friend. <laughs> <laughs> First Commander's quarterback ever. Yeah. Commander Carson, they call him. <laughs> that's actually, I'll give it to him. That's not a bad nickname. No, it's not. It's Compared not. It's to, the nice. name by itself is trash, but in that nickname, it doesn't sound bad. But, yep. man, wow. How desperate can you get? 
Uh, I like this though. I like this as a new beginning. I think he's a good uh, new beginning guy. You know, take you to a different era of the of the team of the franchise. I like that. I guess my bigger problem is I was hoping the Colts would give him another year. Mm, gotcha. I know he was bad, but they collectively sold. They didn't. Those last two games were not just because he sucked. There was a lot of games before that. I remember a Titans game, which he was just disgusting late in the game. There's a number of other games I give it to you. Yeah. But so was Matthew Stafford. That's true. So... Like, a lot of it is circumstance, and again, I the team was really good. They were a really scary team going into the playoffs. I know a lot of people picked them to be, you know, to go really far. A lot yeah, I know. Like, the run, the run that the Bengals went on, a lot of people thought that they could do it. Mm-hmm. But it just seemed like the commanders were so desperate to, like, get a real quarterback. I hope this is a transitional year for him and the franchise. I hope this year shows people whether he's a starter or he should be benched or out of the league. Like I hope I, this is the year we finally figure that out. Because yeah, going back and forth, oh, is he you know a Pro Bowl quarterback? Oh, is he a starting quarterback? Is he a Super Bowl quarterback? Oh, should he not be playing? Should he be a backup? I want this year. I want those answers. Um, to come this year, I mean, those questions to be answered this year, for him, for his sake, and for it's the tough because the Colts are so good that they could. You can make a case they covered for a lot of his problems. They did. Like you have the best offensive line in the league. Yeah. How how do you win? Barely win eight nine games. We'll see with the Commanders. I mean, the Commanders are, are nice. They have a nice core. Yeah, good coach. Yeah. So, and again, a division that's a lot, a lot of wins to get in that division. Yeah. So I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not completely skeptical. I just think it just looks like the Commanders were so like, we'll just give you everything we got for just a solid quarterback. Yeah, I agree with that. The, the, the trade itself, I'm not, I'm not really feeling what they gave up either. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you want to talk about Calvin Ridley? Yeah, I mean, there's not much to talk <laughs> about, but yeah. He's suspended indefinitely. Likely, it's likely that his career is done, but the for sure the next season and he can apply for reinstatement, they said. So for people who think he's just going to be gone next season, he may be gone for longer than just next season. So, uh, and... Anyone who doesn't know, he's betting on games, um, which is a cardinal sin in basically all sports because of it's a lot like, of reasons. I just—it's one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. I know it's really dumb. Honestly, and he, him trying to like plead his case by saying that it was a small amount, like doesn't you matter. Look, you look even dumber. I know it's even. Like a petty amount of money. Fifteen. Makes it worse. What? What possible reason do you have to bet fifteen hundred? Right. It's like you literally. Okay, you prove that you're not a gambling addict, but that it just shows that you literally did some something completely stupid. Yeah. 
Yeah. My God, man. I hate it. I hate it on his own team, too. Like, you don't have to play the sport to know you're not supposed to do that. Right. And for those who don't know you're not supposed to do that, there's, it's just a very clear reason. Because you can help determine the outcome of the game, and especially in football where the majority of the money is made in point spread, yes. for you to be able to determine the amount of points you score... And oh, and the clip of him running east to west in the game. Have you seen that? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as a receiver or quarterback, you really, I mean, completely determine the point spread of the game. So, for you to bet on the game and everyone have doubt that you're playing to the best of your ability or that you're actually trying to score. It's a disaster. It's I a know. disaster. I know. It's just bizarre that he would do something like that. And the athletes get paid so they don't have to do that. That's the point of it. <laughs> like that's the that's part of why they make so much money so they can avoid all these other things. Exactly. We don't because... want you to be looking for another income stream. Like we've literally opened up this questionable source of revenue to get yes. you guys more money just yes. don't do this just don't do it you can't do it exactly calvin ridley said what i don't care exactly yeah. for fifteen hundred dollars oh my god <laughs> right and he thinks his you know he's kind of he's mad but he's kind of jokingly mad about this and it's a very serious situation because we've seen it with the nba refs Right. I mean, I wouldn't doubt that NBA players have done it in the past, and you know maybe they haven't gotten caught. I think most of them have more respect for the game than that. I'm sure and back I, in the day there was a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, I, to me, the cash doing it over like a electronic gambling system is really stupid. Like <laughs> that takes it to another level of stupidity to me. Like, look at what I'm doing. Oh, yeah. They're not going to catch me through my email or anything like that. <laughs> like, yes, they are. You need to be over uh, a certain age. You need ID for a lot of these things. So, like, now it's different maybe in the 60s, 70s, 80s, right. where guys are going to see someone in a basement somewhere, handing them a bag of cash. Like, I get that because that's probably untraceable for the most part. But this... Dude, there's been movies... The earliest I could think of was Enemy of the State. You remember with yeah. Will Smith and uh, and Gene John Hackman? And John yeah, yeah, Voight, and John Voight. Like, yeah, literally, that movie was a late 90s movie, and it, like, it literally covered how to move and not be tracked. <laughs> like, how you can't let... Te technology can literally track you in every possible way. Mm-hmm. Again. That was a good one too. Great call back to that. It's not, I, I can't. I don't want to be wrong, but I want to say ninety-eight. Something like that. Yeah, ninety-eight. And it was only Will's like third or fourth movie. I feel yeah, like it was one of his early like serious movies too. Yeah, yeah. It was. But man, just again, just how dumb can you be? Yeah, it's bad. Really, really, really bad. Of course, it, it'll happen to somebody on the Falcons too. <laughs> 
Speaking of organizations that are just disastrous in a tough, in a bad, they're down bad right now. Do you think of all the organizations in all the sports that you know we talk about that we watch? Is there any worse than the Falcons and the Jets? I mean, the Falcons. I feel like at least the Lions do stuff to try to get better. Since twenty eight three, yeah, Falcons have been probably the worst. Mm-hmm. Before that, I thought they were competent. They were, yeah. They it's were it's almost like it's kind of how Seattle has seemingly been cursed since their uh, throw it at the one yard line play. Yeah, it's the same kind of like curse here since they blow they blew that historic lead. They've yeah. just been a mess. They have absolutely. And for Historic some, is right, and, by the way. Like of all the, you you see around the league how quickly teams give up on quarterbacks, on coaches. The Falcons have like stuck it out with Matt Ryan. Yeah. And for some it. reason, they don't see that as time for a change. I don't know what they don't see, but everyone else on the planet sees it. God, how many blueprints did we see of this? Philip Rivers. Uh, Eli Manning. I mean, come on, Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, it's happening all over the league. Take notes, please. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> all right, that's it for football. That's all I have. There's a lot of free agents um, that look pretty good, so I'm very curious to see what happens there. I don't have anything on um, Amari Cooper. But I'm not surprised. That's it, I guess. Nah, I, I, like I like I talked about this. He was the third best receiver in this in the playoff game, getting paid the most money. Right. Let's go to our weekly segment. What are the Lakers doing? <laughs> now, I think last time we talked was uh, All Star break. No, uh, one well one after that. One after that. But now yeah. we have a much bigger um, sample size of how teams are going to essentially be going into the playoffs. Yeah, the playoff standings are pretty close to being set as far as the which teams is going to be. Now, where their seeds are is going to be um, – is obviously going to change. But the teams look like they're pretty much, you know, barring like – some crazy injury or something like they'd have to have a really bad skid of games to right. change. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? In that entire, um, again, much larger sample size where you could really get a feel for how a team is playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good that we waited a couple of days cause the Knicks have been playing much better. The mm-hmm. Lakers have been the worst team in the league. <laughs> Yeah, by far. There's opinion, at least. there's no... I've watched Sacramento. I've watched Dallas get blown out. I've watched San Antonio. I caught a glimpse of Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland's good. Toronto. I've, I've seen a number of teams that don't look that great. Mm-hmm. All look night and day better than the Lakers. Uh, in the last 10, the Lakers are... Two and eight, and the only other teams that are two and eight are 
and two and eight is the worst, by the way. Sacramento and Houston, who just beat the Lakers, and nobody in the East is two and eight. So just those three teams, nobody are two and eight in the last ten. So everybody in the East is is playing better. Everybody in the East is playing better. Yes, it's not even. You know what it is? Honestly, I'd be okay if the Lakers are just losing and it was just that. Like, they suck. At this point, everybody that's watched the league knows they suck. What do you mean you'd be okay with the Lakers just losing and it's just that? What do you mean? What else? It's it's all this drama. It's oh, all yeah. this, like, all this, there's still this weird notion that they have, like, ways of fixing things. It's a notion that they're gonna like flip a switch someday. <laughs> like, well, when are you gonna turn it on? Like, oh my god, they look so bad. Behind right now, dude. I mean, this again. Since this All Star break, all you need to know about them is they they're letting one team catch them for the final playing spot. Yeah. The New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah. Unfortunately, San Antonio is losing too much to catch them. I don't think anybody else is close. Maybe Portland. No. Portland's only three and a half, only three games behind, and San Antonio is only three and a half games behind. But those teams have been losing too much for me to trust that they could catch them. Well, uh, well, um, Portland has for sure, but San Antonio has a shot. They have a shot. All right, that's fair. That's fair. I'll meet you. They're both four and six in the last. I mean, Portland has lost six in a row, but San Antonio. I mean, they've they've been doing okay. I'll meet you halfway. San Antonio's capable. They're capable, yeah. But the Pelicans were the one team that came out of the All Star break, fresh mm-hmm. off the trade, playing really Great well. Yeah. Now I know I know Ingram is going to be out for like a week or two, so that might slow them down. Yeah, they lost three in a row. So, but yeah, they with him out. They their momentum was catching the Lakers. Yeah. And the one game the Lakers needed to wake up for needed to get the W to to secure a little bit of space in the standings. Didn't even show up. Yeah. Didn't show up and the most pathetic part about it, no energy to play the game. You know what which, they had energy? You, the Pelicans which, game. Oh, okay, I got you. Got when they you. got yeah. just destroyed. Yeah. At home. Mm-hmm. In the Staples Center. And that's my favorite is no energy to compete in probably the closest thing to a playoff game we have this month. Mm-hmm. But I have energy to talk back to the fans. <laughs> that's that's what I'll spend my time. While we're getting blown the fuck out, I'll dap up Brandon Ingram and talk back to the fans how they shouldn't talk shit about me. Right. What are we, Why are you catching what are we a fat focus- L? What are we focused on? <laughs> <laughs> honestly, Bro, honestly, watching the Lakers on the court, it seems like they care about everything but winning the game. They're three and ten in the division. Three and ten. The and Clippers, only one the Clippers are what four and zero against them this year. I I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, Reggie Jackson looked like a Hall of Famer. Yeah, he did. Against them. He looked like late 2000s Darren Williams. <laughs> every time every time he crossed over 
it felt like like there was a gust of wind blowing dudes away from him. Well, Zubac, every time Zubac plays the Lakers, he looks like Sabonis. The the first one. The, the father, Sabonis. Yeah. He looks like a beast. He's dunking on everybody. His passes, no yeah. look passes and stuff. I'm like, what is he do? Who is this guy? Yeah, dude. They're so Great. bad. And the Lakers... I mean, this Houston loss was a perfect example that it doesn't matter how awful Russ is. That's not why you're losing. Russ started the game out great. I actually watched this whole game, the Houston and Lakers game. And Russ started the game out aggressive. He went straight to the rack. He's getting steals and nice assists. He started out great. Then everybody else started playing. And... No one could stop the young guys on Houston. And and we've criticized Russ, Vogel, LeBron, AD. We, we've kind of given, you know, we've criticized some of the role players that don't have significant impact. Yeah. To me, as the season progress, has progressed, some of these guys have gotten worse. Call him out. Malik Monk. You, you don't look up ever? No, he doesn't. I mean, oh my God, he doesn't see, he doesn't see a cutter. He doesn't see like a screener. He doesn't see an nope. open guy. Nope. You're getting touches, Malik. I don't, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, and they, they treat, oh, go ahead. I just like, bro, Austin, Austin Reeves is out there and he has the energy and they support him like he's their best defender. I know they do. They have him out there guarding uh, everybody. That in itself is just insanity. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad. I mean, then the guys that they have that they think are supposed to be really solid role players are just out there just like just mucking up the game. It just seems very too many people have the green light. Too many people are taking shots. Too many people are dribbling a lot. Like, uh, Avery Bradley dribbled out the shot clock one time last night. I'm just like, why is why does he have the ball that long? It just doesn't make sense. And then Carmelo's shooting like garbage. Um, DJ Augustine is playing good for them. But it's just like, did they really need DJ Augustine? Honestly? He doesn't fix their problem. <laughs> He doesn't do anything for them. He puts points on the board, but it doesn't help your team win the game. Kent Bazemore is still out there just for absolutely no reason. Stanley Johnson just chucks up bad shots. It's they just, just suck. <laughs> they suck. Like at this, and I don't. Again, the leadership is the main responsibility here. Mm-hmm. Which some of the leadership hasn't been. Has been a little reluctant to take accountability. Yeah. But again, Malik, I shouldn't have to ask you to see the floor. Uh, right. Kent Bazemore, I shouldn't have to ask you not to do dumb shit. Right. Dwight, Dwight, we're not just playing for steals and blocks. We are trying to get stops. Yeah. And yeah. I don't see he any effort from anyone except Austin Reeves. Whether he can actually do what he's trying to do or not. 
He's still gonna try. Absolutely, he can't. I, I'll tell you right now, he can't. He gets exposed a lot. I mean, bro, that I can't. I don't remember the game, but what was that top of the key late game three that Melo took that was contested, where he had like somebody on the right. I'm pretty sure it was Reeves. He passed. Oh, this is like two games ago. You're talking yeah, about? It might have been the Dallas game. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. He pass fakes to Reeves and takes like a, a disgusting shot. Yeah. Then after the game, I'll take that shot anytime. Yeah, they made it seem like, oh, he was just, you know, this is just an anomaly that he missed it. Like, <laughs> you had a guy got... there. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's like, okay, nobody's open, whatever, you panic. D- dude on the right side, you pass fake to him. Crazy thing is, Austin Reeves is only starting because he hit that one game winner earlier this season, and like I'm ever since sure then against he's Dallas. I think it was, and ever since then he started like the whole season since that game. It's just bizarre that a guy I'd never seen has the most IQ on the team. I know, man. It's crazy, and I I think teams at this point are just letting Austin Reeves beat them. Like if Austin Reeves is going to get seventeen on us, it is what it is. Yeah. It is what it is. Jalen Green's still getting mellow on the switch. We'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. By the way, I am all in on the Rockets. I'm all in. I don't care if they're in last place. I love the Rockets, man. I love watching them play. I love the highlights. I love how scrappy the players are. These guys are young. I mean. I like that Gordon still plays for them. Me too. I, I know they're trying to, you know, people are trying to create these buyout situations for him, but I like him there. I would really do. Yeah, you can't have, like, all 25 and under. Yeah, you, you can't. You need no. somebody who's been around. Yeah, and David Nwaba is not enough. <laughs> yeah, somebody who's contributed, not just somebody who's been out there. Tony <laughs> right. Snell's been out there. I think he had another uh, infamous zeros across the board game. The other day, yeah, yeah. For he's on Portland now, right? Is he? Maybe. I thought it was New Orleans. Well, I'm, sorry, I'm, Tony. Wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if both are wrong. To be honest, <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. But uh, Kmart Junior, I love him. Kevin Porter Junior, he's he's wild. He's tough. Sometimes he shoots terribly. Sometimes he looks like the best guard in the league. I, I like that they just go with however he's going. The team is starting to like adapt to it, which I like. And Jalen Green, man, he's just Jalen Green's going to be one of the best scorers in the NBA. In a I couple know, of years, and, and I people have been critical because he hasn't played well like last several months. I would say. Yeah, he's been spotty, but I mean the first what can year. You do? First huh? year on the worst team in the West? Like, why are we expecting exactly. him to go off every night? Exactly. This team, you can double him and take the L with everybody else. Who's going to beat me? Uh, Alperin Sanguine? He's not giving me 50. He's, right. <laughs> he's all right, but he's not going to beat a team by himself. If you... No, he's not. He yeah, might beat Jaylen the Lakers Green. by... He was cooking the Lakers, I saw. <laughs> he was cooking the <laughs> He was cooking them, but... You don't deserve... You, you can't go to the playoffs if you can't guard backup centers. 
Bro, he had like, what did he have? 21 and 14. 21 and 4. How many minutes did he play? 39. They went to overtime, so. Okay, he played a while. And then Kmart Jr. is six is a six four power forward and had seventeen and eleven. They're just <laughs> handing out Lakers just handing out double doubles. Yeah, he was banging on uh Kmart was dunking on a lot of people too. Like it was just a, it was just a solid game, man. Kevin Porter Jr. uh almost had a triple double, triple double watch, even though he shot four for thirteen. It's all right. Weren't the Rockets on a losing streak coming into this game? I think so. Like I said, only the Rockets and Kings have been two and eight in the last ten. They're the only other teams other than the Lakers. Mm. So they must have been pretty bad. Surprised the Nets have been better. <laughs> All right, good segue. We'll go. <laughs> good segue. I'll take that. Because to me, again, even of the fringe playoff teams. Nobody's mm-hmm. playing worse than the Lakers, and then a close close second would be the Nets. I agree. I agree. And some people argue Chicago, but we'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, man, the Nets, they're really having a hard time trying to figure out like who does what, where guys are supposed to be. They're not playing any defense. Seth Curry plays zero defense, worse defense than he played a month ago on and, and Philly. And why, why in God's name is he getting put on Jason Tatum while he already has forty five? I have no idea. I can't. I mean, I can't. Kyrie, Kyrie, like took the matchup at one point, mm-hmm. <laughs> as if he was the stopper. It was getting torched. No surprise there. Yeah, you, you ever be in like a pickup game and your man like gets like maybe two ridiculous buckets, like lucky buckets, and then like somebody says, "Yo, man, I got him." Yes, got him time down. Yes. Like, bro, I'm playing good defense. He's just hitting spectacular stuff. Yeah, like, dude, I can't stand this. That's that's what Kyrie did. I mean. Yeah, and then he got cooked all night, and then Seth at the end of the game is like taking the challenge yeah. like you lost before the battle even started yeah especially tatum which to me might have been one of the best games he's ever played i think it in my opinion it is the best game because he played. he started off like he let other guys create for him hit a yeah. couple of guys on the roll found a couple open teammates he let the yeah. team like settle him into the game Mm-hmm. And then took over. Like, that's exactly what I've been wanting from him. That's exactly what we were criticizing him early in the year for not doing. Well, let's talk about the Celtics real quick. They've been playing fantastic in their last 10. They're 8-2. and two. Um, They've found this rhythm of sharing the ball. I mean, I think they're... I saw a stat on ESPN talking about their assists have went up by, like, 8 assists a game in the last like 15 games or something like that since all-star break and it shows these guys are moving the ball they don't take any bad shots anymore yeah i don't see any one foot fadeaways i don't see guys double covered i mean i don't see smart airballing threes anymore these guys are taking open shots and easy shots and they're being patient patient for it 
No it, one's dribbling off the shot clock. It's just, I mean, it looks like great basketball, actually. He, I, I think their coach, Shudoka, has done a great job. Cause he, he, he fixed a lot of things he was doing wrong earlier in the season. Because early in the season, I was very critical about him, and I felt like it was rightfully so. But since All-Star break, man, I mean, I don't know if it's him or the players just kicking it into gear, but it, whatever I, it is, it's working. I do think a, a lot of it is the players, obviously, but like Tatum, to me, is, is playing with self-awareness. He is. Like, you see he's not taking a bad shot and then continuing to do the same shit. Yep. I see the adjustment of... My jumper's not going. I'm going to make more of an effort to get inside. Yep. Again, he's playing under control, playing off the team. And the other MVP to me has been Robert Williams. For sure. For sure. Uh, Did you hear the stat about his dunks? No. Uh, I don't want to get it wrong, but it was something about him. He's he's made like 150. 40 dunks this year and only taken 99 other shot attempts. Everything else is I believe he's it. like majority dunks. I believe it. Almost twice as many dunks. Yeah. He I mean, proves he proves by the way that DeAndre Jordan was trash all those years. Cuz DeAndre Jordan never had this impact. He never had a defensive impact like this. Never had a rebounding no. impact like this and no. his shooting percentage was Probably just as good. Yeah. Didn't have an impact like it does for Boston. Yeah, I mean, DeAndre led the league in shooting percentage for a while just because it was dunks. Yeah. Yeah. And Robert Williams, I mean, we see him doing the same thing. But you know what What he shows me, and again, I, I, I'm i pretty sure this is because I've seen too many Laker and, and Brooklyn games, Nick, mm-hmm. Nick games. Uh, mm-hmm. I caught Indiana the other day, Charlotte. Teams that don't guard. Yeah. Like, containing pick and roll just makes you so that much better defensively. Absolutely. Having a big man who, like, isn't, isn't going to get exposed because the wrong guy gets him mm-hmm. gives you such a luxury, and you already have a, a number of guys in Boston with high IQ. Yeah. Now, now you got Tatum getting steals routinely. You got Pritchard getting steals routinely. Yep. Everybody looks like a, a great defender now. And Derek White has slid in doing exactly what they wanted Josh Richardson to do. Yes. Exactly. Just like we, with more activity. That's really yeah. it. Yeah, and that's all they wanted. Just we just want you out there and just being another body that can be a threat. That's it. Yes. And he's doing it. He's not making too many plays. He's letting the game come to him. And he's being like a, you know, almost like a stand-in kind of guy for the starters. Which, he's better than that. But that's all they need. And he's doing all they need. Yeah, yeah. man. I, I, With the exception of Milwaukee, I think Boston's by far been the next best team in the East the last month. Yeah. they're. I think Boston's playing the best basketball in the East for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and Milwaukee, like you said, is right there. They're right there. Yeah. Um, what else do you want to say about Brooklyn? Anything other than that they just don't look good right now? I mean, wow, Ben Simmons is just... I don't know what Simmons. the hell he's doing. 
Well, we'll see tonight how they look against the 76ers. He's not going to play tonight. Of course not. It's been reported. Yeah. So, I think he'll be back next week. Probably, like, right before they go into the playoffs, but... We'll I see. don't know, man. There, there. I'm seeing shit that he's not going to be back for several weeks. Really? Yeah. I mean, this was a couple days ago, so I don't know. But, dude, if he really hurt his back, like, I, I just, I, I don't know, honestly. I don't either. Because again, we'll like, come back to that. Because you just, we talked about this, but you're, you're taking time to come back to avoid injuries, and they're happening. Right. To me, how were you not better off trying to play, even if it was like what Oladipo is doing? Five, ten mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. I just, I honestly don't get it. Yeah, I don't get it either. It's weird. It's really weird. Um, <laughs> Alright, another good segue. Oladipo is back. Um, he's been getting light minutes, uh, but getting some time on the floor. Uh, what do you think? Just quick, because we don't we don't have to go again. We haven't it, seen a lot. We haven't seen a lot, but he he's fit right in. Yeah, yes. Um, honestly, Miami's guards have been just incredible this year. I know we Chicago has been the noticeable, um, yeah. or especially early on in the season they were wreaking havoc. But with injuries, yeah. with some limitations, DeRozan had to pick up the slack. Mm-hmm. Nobody's had to pick up the slack in Miami. No, man. It's literally been whoever's healthy has stepped in and stepped up. And they're, as far as guards, they really haven't had any injuries. Like, as far as just no. regular guards? Well, they had, like, little, like, I, I think Harrow missed, like, a week or two at one point. Yeah, uh, yeah. Vincent really missed weird. a little bit of time. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you know, guys that are missing 10 games or something like that, they haven't really had anything that drastic other than i mean morris is still dealing with the yeah back thing but everyone else is seems to be pretty healthy this year Miami's and sometimes this... i think those short ones are just guys resting too to be honest that's probably true uh, especially especially like but- jimmy butler for sure yeah um i'm sure like Dragic is is the type of guy especially how physical he plays i could see that mm-hmm. um but with miami like they're, they're so, their system is so great for Oladipo, even if he was not in any kind of good shape, to come mm-hmm. in and, like, contribute. Yeah. Oladipo has been an uh, um, underrated role guy to me. I, I think he's someone that can fit on pretty much any team um, in one way or another just because he's a really good cutter. Yeah. He's athletic. He's his shot is um, has been worked on and it looks great. He's a good open shot maker. Yeah. Um, and he likes to attack. You need him to attack. He can attack. If you need him to back off and just play off ball, he can do it. So yeah, he's versatile. I, Again, like I, fits I imagine right this. In. Yeah, I imagine the fit to be seamless. I did. But you know, and like I, we we talk about ball movement a lot in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Miami might be the only team I've ever seen that moves the ball too much. I would agree with that. It's like, again, the Warriors do that, but it's for better shots. Mm -hmm. It's for not good shots, for great shots. Miami just moves it. Yeah. Miami's just like like trying to not look lazy. 
And also to your point about the Warriors, not only is it just for great shots, but sometimes it's for the right person getting the shot. Yeah. Like even if sometimes they'll give it to Steph, even though it's not as good of a shot as Damian Lee had, it's he still is probably better percentage than Damian Lee is. You know. For sure. Yeah. So and the Heat, you're right because I see guys. They'll throw it from the corner to the other corner. They'll drive and kick it to the corner. They'll drive and kick it to the top of the key. And then they'll try and go and take a really tough pull-up jumper with someone that's really not that kind of a player. Yeah, and and what ends up happening is they're not consistent with anything. No, they're not. I watched someone uh, against the Knicks when Barrett went off a little while back. Mm -hmm. And – it's a good idea to feed Jimmy and kind of play through him, but mm-hmm. everybody else is out of rhythm when you're doing that. Right. So now the Knicks who aren't playing well could keep up with you. This is what happens in the playoffs is teams that you're better than keep up with you because you're not playing with consistency. Right. But, right. I mean, that's really Miami's only problem because their rotation is elite. Their depth is mm-hmm. elite. And mm-hmm. how they compete is elite. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I just sure. don't know. I don't know how they're going to – I don't know what the blueprint will be to beat, like, Milwaukee or Philly or even Boston. I agree. Yeah. That's I, I could see all those happening just like they did – just like the Milwaukee series last year. Just run them right off the court. I could see it happening. I really could. Even though these guys are playing good, Vincent and um, Yurt Seven and um, Struess, I, I could see as I could see a scenario where you throw them in against some of these other like really good backup guys, uh, uh, Kobe White, um, Derek White, uh, even like a, a Bembry on the Bucks, and then just. Not be able to compete athletically. Exactly. Them not be able to score. I mean, they're not going to be able to score one-on-one against any of the top top six defenses. Of the top six-seeded no. defenses. So, I mean, I could see that scenario where the bench completely gets uh, neutralized for them. And then, then they do have to go into play-through-Jimmy mode or yeah. – Lowry flop to death mode, or Oladipo just renegade mode. <laughs> which but again, they're, they're all of which is a disaster. They're capable of overcoming that because they're not as good as Boston. But Bam also does a great job containing pick and roll. They yes. also have everybody on the roster battles defensively. Yep. So yep. Miami has so many ways they could beat everybody. I just don't trust that we'll see any of those ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is, sometimes their versatility suffers with them not being perfect at any of those ways, you know? Yeah. Like, the the Bucks have found the formula that is like an automatic dub. Giannis give us a 40-point triple-double. Drew, we just need, like, 16 points. Middleton, you just need to hit open shots. And they're, they're going to win that 10 out of 10 times. Yep. 9 out of 10 times. And I don't know if Miami has a formula like that yet. Even though they win a lot of games, we're not we're not saying that they can't win games. But do they have the perfect win, winning formula for teams like this? I'm not sure. 
I'm yeah. skeptical. Yeah. Okay. Um, Chicago has went five and five in their last ten. I think before winning either last night or the night before, they had lost five in a row or four in a row. Um, what do you think? Is it just the injuries? Are, are the starters getting burned out? What do you think is happening? Because they dropped I, down to the fourth seat after having a number one. Just a week I do. Ago. I do think it's injuries. A lot. I think mm-hmm. a lot of it is injuries, and and a lot of it was like DeRozan was playing spectacular. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, he was playing with just an insane level of efficiency. He's just. You really don't expect from a guy who plays like that. Right. And I just think him not putting up 40, 45, 50, mm-hmm. even like the, the high 30s, mm-hmm. has exposed that this team is also below average defensively, especially mm-hmm. because of the injuries. With with a healthy roster, I think they'd be much better. But right yeah. now, they, they are in shootouts every night. Right. Um, Levine hasn't been consistent the last month no he hasn't at all and a lot of that is the knee that's another reason why like you already are limited with your rotation you can't have your go-to guys not knowing what they're going to give you right and it's a first-year team yeah first-year team a lot of times again even some small limitations that milwaukee can overcome or miami Chicago has no hope of overcoming things like that. Mm-hmm. So I not I just with think, this, not with the injuries. Yeah, I just think they've gotten unlucky, man. More than anything, they've just been really unlucky. Their record against the top, like top six teams, like top three on each side, is like really, really bad. But again, I, I, I think it is the injuries, it's the depth. I mean, because when, when you're talking about their eighth guy being Troy Brown, um, you know, Tony Bradley, these are their seventh, eighth, ninth guys. You know, it gets it gets kind of ugly when when they're the guys who are coming in against. Imagine, imagine your uh, my guy Vucevic gets in foul trouble. Tony Bradley's got to go out there to face Bobby Portis. Yeah. Oh, God. It's L. Yeah. Imagine them against Cleveland. Him getting injured against Cleveland. You got Jared Allen. You got Mobley. You got uh, Markinen. I mean, he, they're taking an L all night after that. Nobody's scoring on Allen. I mean, you know, it's just those situations I think are just really, really tough with, with the injuries. I think them picking up Tristan Thompson was good, even though we haven't seen the fruit of it yet. I think we will over time because they were missing that athleticism at the center spot. Yeah. Svucevic has just been jacking up threes all that's season. The, that's what I was worried about. He's not he doesn't give you an inside presence. He's just skilled. Yeah. That's like Jokic, for as skilled as he is, always an inside out player. Mm-hmm. Vucevic is like the opposite. Yeah, he is. He's finesse first inside. Like you have to close out on him for him to get to the basket. Right. So, uh, to me, that lack of inside presence, you can't depend on DeRozan never missing mid-range shots. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, that's that's comfy and great, but 
he's gonna cool off eventually. Yeah. And you're the rest of the team's issues are are coming into light now. Right. This would be the wildest season probably in history if neither the Nets or the Lakers make the playoffs. It's very, very possible. Extremely possible. Extremely likely. The Nets right now are 10.5 games behind. Atlanta and Charlotte at 9 and 10 are both only a game and a half behind them. And Washington is only uh, 2.5 games behind them. No, three games behind them. So. uh, That's another situation. What bothers me about both of those, because I'm at the point where I want the Lakers to miss the plan, and I'm okay with the Nets do too. Mm -hmm. I just really don't trust those other teams to, like, really catch them and and play right, like, better at the right time. Yeah. I just don't trust it. Well, this is the key. I trust that Charlotte and Atlanta, if they have the home court, can beat Brooklyn in one game. In the playing game. Oh, when we get to the playing game, all hell breaks loose for both of the Lakers and the Nets. They could definitely miss the playoffs. Oh, no question. I see what you're saying. They're missing the playing, yeah, they might not. Yeah, because Washington's not going to win four games. And Brooklyn, I don't think they'll lose. Like they won't lose four games while Washington wins four games. I don't. Charlotte, I don't Charlotte just can't help but getting lit the fuck up. Bro, I love Charlotte's roster, but you're completely right. I watched them for the first, not for the first time, but I I haven't watched a lot of their full games, and I watched a couple of their full games for the first time this week. It's bad. Everybody gets anywhere cool. there. Yeah, it is. I like how they move, move it, get shots to bridges. Yeah, he's kind of their go-to guy. I like that. And then Rozier is like always involved. Well, actually, let me ask you something about that. Do you think that they need someone to step up and take more shots? Do you think they can succeed that way of everyone kind of just taking fourteen shots a game, like the entire team taking that many shots a game? Or do you think someone needs to step up and be the star for them? Or you do? Do you think that they need one from somewhere else? Or Hayward needs to come back and be that for them? Do you think they need someone, a go-to guy? I don't think so. Okay. I I just think they're a young team. They're not really committed defensively yet. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I think this is is a very, like, stepping stone kind of year where after this year, they'll know how good they are. Yeah. And they'll, they're, to me, perfectly capable of coming out next year and jumping in the standings the first two months of the season. I agree. I think this is almost, I mean, we didn't highlight it, but this is kind of how Cleveland was last year. Yeah. Where it's like, man, they look like they're doing something out there, and they're, they're putting together this team. Yeah, they're not winning a lot of games, but I, I could see maybe somehow they just add another piece they could win. A lot, and I could see Charlotte being in that same position. Yeah, they could just flip the switch on defense. They can find who that like, who's their last shot guy? I assume it's Rozier, but um, or Hayward. But I mean, you know. I really like how Bridges is progressing. I do too. Um, and, and I like how confident like the team seems to be in him. 
Yeah, me too. Because because yeah. he he often like he'll struggle to he'll get into like a little slump, and the team mm-hmm. won't be reluctant to keep getting him the ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of that is Lamelo, but again, I just I like how they they haven't really had problems getting people shots. They haven't. No, which haven't I think is a very a step in a great direction. I really like how they their games really look like a pickup game that like they need to win. Like it's like a uh like the last pickup game of the day. They're going to you know, you're going to twenty one after going to eleven all yeah. day or fifteen and we're like, nah, we gotta go home on a dub. Yes. And that's how they look like to me, because everyone gets everyone gets off in a way. And then PJ Washington comes in, he gets some really good looks, good shots. You know, they've I mean Montrez Harrell has fit in perfectly exactly what they need him to do they move the ball well they never look like they're afraid to make an extra pass terry rosier is like the ultimate pickup player to me yeah U- you know? even Ubre is back to playing with confidence he is yeah. had a lot of big games this year yeah he's not dunking he's not going inside like he used to no nah, as... he's been he's floated in the perimeter a lot his whole he career may, he might be injury shy though it you know? could be. It could be, but he's just been like a floor spacer so long. Yeah, and it works. I, it does work. I think he's getting comfortable with that. So clears the lane for bridges. That's for sure. Oh yeah, but I still, I still think he'll in it like a playing game. He'll, he'll put it on somebody's head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that year with the Warriors and the last year with the Suns were just so crazy. <laughs> That's true. So crazy. Top. That was a top tier. Dunk year for any player to me. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you have anything else for anybody? Any other teams? Um, speaking of Chicago not playing well, I think there's a parallel in the Western Conference to Chicago right now. Uh, Golden the Golden State, State Warriors. Yeah. They're they are in trouble. You consider it in trouble? I've been hesitant to say it. I've yeah. I've been wanting to give them like more time, more time. I thought they'd play better. I thought Draymond maybe would come back or, or Wiseman. Like I thought he was playing in the G League two months ago. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Looney could play more than twelve minutes. I guess not. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, yeah. no no inside presence to be found here. They made a big mistake not making any moves at the deadline, in my opinion. And I don't say that because of how they the team is. I say it because of all the other moves other people made. Like when I look at when I look at uh, Washington, and I see that Porzingis only costed. He only cost um, Dinwiddie and and Bertans. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. For Porzingis, <laughs> like bro, I'm on the phone immediately. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And and then Montrez Harold costs what? Ish Smith. Do we even know Ish Smith? Come on, man. I know Damian Lee's your son-in-law. I mean, brother-in-law, but bro. I mean, Milwaukee got Serge Ibaka for. <laughs> Do we know? I'm not even sure. I know it was like a big three-way trade. 
that's what I'm. I mean, these teams made all these moves to get really good bigs, and you're just sitting there watching, waiting for Draymond's back to get right. Yeah, man. I mean, like, and the thing is, go ahead. The truth is, they don't need a really good big. They really no, don't. Not at all. They just need a big. You can't just <laughs> not have one. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a really good one. I mean, it, I I would have traded and got the um, Jalen Smith from Phoenix. He he's oh, yeah. a big. He didn't have to be elite. He did enough for them to show me that he's worth getting on the team. I mean, I can't believe I'm saying it. I'd have scooped DeAndre Jordan for God's sakes to to for fill sure. in 15 minutes. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Honestly, like you said, I just need a fucking big man out. <laughs> the days I, I don't know if it's Kerr still living in the past. I don't know if maybe Steph is like a little too overconfident with the team. Yeah. But they still like they play small ball like they're still the greatest small ball show like in the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yo, the, the problem is when they did small ball before, the talent was like it, like it was the perfect fit for the talent or for that play style but the other thing is and and this is probably i may be overthinking it but back then iguodala could check everyone that Draymond didn't need to now that's not the case wiggins and Otto porter cannot check every other small forward (laughs) no they not at all right so it's like back then okay if you had a team like the lakers oh Draymond and anthony davis and iggy got lebron no but problem. Now, <laughs> bro, Otto Porter is not guarding LeBron. Like, <laughs> Clay off the injury is not checking Harden while Draymond is checking Embiid. Like, this, we're not doing that. It's not going to work. No. Yeah. I mean, Otto Porter is not checking Tobias. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. So, if they don't have that other defender that's playing, like, we're not throwing Juan Toscano Anderson out there at the five to guard these guys. <laughs> like that, it can't happen. Can't I also happen. like. I think Poole's been great, good player. Yeah, we're not yeah. we're not getting out the first round playing through him like he's a, by far my second best option. <laughs> Big facts. He's not. He's not a co-star like. I know he's had a great year. He's put up a lot of big games. He's averaging a lot. He's not Steph's like co-star. No, he's not. And they're like, if Steph, if we're not playing through Steph, like Pools making every decision, every he's deciding where the ball's going, who's shooting. What he's the hell? He's a scorer. He's not a point guard by any means. What the hell? And what are all these sets that are only designed to get pool shots? Yeah, bro. This that one set they have where Poole gets like three different dribble handoffs in the same play. That set drives me insane, dude. You know that, the one I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> he hands it off. He runs. He gets it back. He hands it off. He runs, and then he's supposed to be open in the corner. Like, no, man. Bro, we see it coming. I've watched them five times. I know that play. I know he's Kerr has taken his entire bag of tricks for Steph and Clay that he used to use to get them open shots. And he tries yeah. to like finesse and do the same thing with Poole. And and yeah, sometimes sometimes it works because again, Poole's a good player. Yeah. But dude, that can't be the second like way we play offense. 
No, it can't. And Steph, of, of course, Steph getting turnover prone doesn't help things. No, because Poole is also turnover prone. Yes. Like, we can't have Poole try to get 10 assists while Steph is trying to get 10 assists because that means they both get four turnovers. And that's that's not going to work. I just Not going to work. You can't maintain success in any level of basketball without some kind of inside presence. Yeah, you're right. And to me, of the contenders in both conferences, nobody's mm-hmm. played worse than uh, Chicago and Golden State. Tristan Thompson's another one that was just just got scooped up by Chicago. Great pickup for them, but you're just watching them out there. Cousins, they could have got Cousins back. They didn't give Cousins really a fair shake last time. Yeah. They just let him go this time. All right. That, that I'll never understand that. And never. he looked great for them in the playoffs. And again, you know. there's there's no words. I, I don't know if he was asking for money. Like, I, honestly, I don't get it. I don't either. Man. And you're, like I, you mentioned the thing about the wings, their wings are so mediocre. Who, the Warriors? Like, their collection of... Without Iguodala, oh, yeah. their collect yeah. I don't give a shit that Wiggins made an all-star team. Yeah. He has no presence. His consistency is still in the toilet. <laughs> in the toilet. He has no <laughs> presence. He has no eagerness to... What Poole is, like, really trying, and I'm really excited for him to potentially do in a year or two... Mm-hmm. We've been waiting for Wiggins to do that for his entire career. Yeah. And he's still not even trying. To be honest, I I, I wish Wiggins would stop playing outside in general. Because this game, to me, was very... Uh, very Brandon Roy-esque, like, post-up game. I thought he was good at that. But now they're trying to make him, like, part of the Splash Brothers. And that's not his game. It's not his game at all. Like he, of course, they, why can't spotting up on the wing? It's so bad. Yeah. Why? Why can't he become a cutter? Everybody on the fucking Warriors can become a cutter, except the guy that will probably dominate doing it. <laughs> except the guy with the best vertical and best dunking ability on the team. I know. Not Juan Toscano Anderson <laughs> or Otto Porter, and- for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> right, Andrew Wiggins is his name. Steve I just so I think like Chicago again is not quite in a code red because I think the eastern teams aren't as they're not as impenetrable right now mm-hmm. but man look at Phoenix Fantastic. I mean Phoenix hasn't missed a CP goes out haven't missed a beat Devin Booker goes out three. still don't miss a beat seven and three in their last ten I, I don't think we talked about it on the podcast, but I was I was infuriated by the people who, at All Star break, was saying like, "Oh, the Warriors are coming for the number one seed. Like it's it's gonna be quick." Like that was over way before All Star break. That's what I'm, I was like, "Yo, seven game lead. Phoenix has been the best team in the league, regardless of who's out there." Yep. And the Warriors have been in a slump leading up to the break. How make it make sense? Yeah, and to me, with that being Memphis that being is playing said, great. Yeah, Memphis is playing fantastic. 
With that being said, the Warriors still look like the only team that can beat um, Phoenix, but they can't beat them if no one's guarding Aiton. No. They can't. Inside presence. And at this point, I get that they're waiting for Wiseman. They don't want to make any moves. Bro, Wiseman's not coming out and guarding Jokic, Gobert, uh, Aiton, Steven Adams, Zubach, Anthony Davis, Dwight Howard, uh, Valanchunas, Jackson Hayes, none of those. Paul Anthony Towns. None of those. I'm just naming the centers in the West. Literally, he's guarding none of those. Exactly. Maybe Zubac she could keep up with. Maybe. Maybe. Zubac has looked good this year, man. He has. Everybody I, for the Clippers has looked good. I've dogged Zubac for a lot of years, for the last three years. He looks fantastic this year. Fantastic. I want to give a quick shout-out to um, one of my favorite... You ever have one of those favorite players that... They're not like good. They're not your favorite player, but you know what I mean. Like the oh, yeah. guy on the come up. Like man, I love his game. I love to have him on the team. I'll give you a throwback, um, Andre Miller. Yeah, he's one of those for sure. Never my favorite, sure. but loved loved him. Uh, one of my favorites now is Jaden McDaniel's for the Timberwolves. Man, I love his motor. He goes after every tap dunk. He gets every cut, and he's like the unsung bucket getter on this team if you watch like you know we watch the condensed games sometimes the full highlights and stuff if you watch some of the Timberwolves he makes these fantastic moves he's very versatile he plays every position pretty much I like his game man I, I hope he gets a lot of more minutes and a, um, a lot more shine eventually on this team Timberwolves Timberwolves are building something over there man yeah I, they're I... like the Charlotte of the West I, I would like much. them in the play-in. Um, I, I think they're, like Charlotte, very capable. Uh, at their best, they've looked really good. Yeah. They yeah. got guys, I mean, Malik Beasley just hit 11 threes in a game. Beasley's, and, I mean, Beasley's a bucket, dude. He's a bucket. This man was getting got, buckets going through all that like personal shit with the... Uh, the gun charge. Yeah, dude. Larsa Pippen. Yes, he was going all <laughs> through all that and still playing sixth man all that time. Getting yeah. buckets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And their starting five is rounding out really nicely. I mean, I don't know if D'Angelo Russell really fits them still. I think he's kind of a force at times. But it's just him, deloading is just awkward. He's very awkward. Yeah. yeah. But him, Edwards. Uh, McDaniel's Towns and Beasley is just a great five on the court, and I think they have another. Someone else plays Nas Reed, maybe someone else yeah, plays the Reed, four for them. Reed has been four good. or five. I mean, he mostly yeah. plays the five, but uh, Beverly's been pretty good for them too. Oh yeah, Pat Bev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot Pat Bev was there. Yeah, yeah gave him a contract too. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're making some nice moves. Huh? I, I like them. I like their their uh, little core they're building. I'll give a shout out not because I want to but because he deserves credit Mm -hmm. Um, and he let me down with my roster but of course going to the Mavericks I guess woke him up because Spencer Dinwiddie's been lights lights out he has been great for them I mean Luka takes a break Uh, Cousins took the advantage took the opportunity when Jokic took a break Dinwiddie put up like 36 yeah he came out right away eating 
which is it was really crazy. But good it's, for him, yeah. I really like good. everybody in in the West. Not everybody, but a lot of teams are playing with so much momentum right now. They are. <clears throat> they are. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, well, that's all we got for you today. Thank you for listening, as always. Uh, follow us on social media, on Instagram. Um, head to our uh, website. We got merch. Turn on notifications. All that good stuff. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.